Okay. <laughs> We're back. Alrighty. It was a little bit touch and go for a second. I think what do you mean? The last week trying to record another podcast. Oh, you think we'd, we'd done? <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, it kind of felt like we'd finished, you know what I mean? We'd, yeah. We'd been through the jokes and we got to the serious stuff and we got on weird. iTunes and we got our cover arts ordered and it's like... Yeah, we should actually... Let's focus on that, actually. We got on iTunes as well. Yeah. Big little achievement. I was pretty proud of that, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's good, isn't it? For the listeners who were there for episode one will know that surely um, not the path we intended to go down, but I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's funny how it Easy out, listening, really. I've still got it set so that uh, you can't, like, you can't download it. Ah, interesting. So you can only stream. Like, I mean, we can change that. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, I was like, I'm kind of worried about, like, in this day and age, you know what I mean? Like, when you feel, like, you hear people getting fired because of what they put on Twitter, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was just a thought, like, why do I have to crystallize it and make it real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know if people are going to download this and then... I think it's pretty fair. Use it against me as leverage. It's like we need as many like safeguards as we can have, really. Oh, well, I was kind of going the other way. I was going to say the opposite thing. Well, I mean, you're not letting people download it. That's surely a safeguard. No, I reckon they can download it. What? Okay, so we can download now. Well, we haven't changed it yet. But oh, we'll do it. We should, yeah. Done. We'll get around to it. But um, I've got something very interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah, last, you me. Last <laughs> night, I was watching David Attenborough. Yeah, uh, natural. Cur- you love that. I love him. He's he's great. Love I love him. documentaries. Yeah, I was just sitting down and just like fucking punching spoon feeding documentaries. Information. Yeah, and it's like it's on one hand it's a waste of time, but on the other it's like oh I'm learning. So how much of a waste can it be? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> in this one, natural curiosities, he's talking about virgin births, and I was like, yeah, no, 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 I really don't know what to expect from this. I don't know what to expect either. I don't <laughs> know where this is gonna go. Is so essentially, it's it, the scientific word is parthenogenesis, right? Well, we've done some research today as well. Look oh, out. he said it. He said I did Google it. I actually fact checked that one because I'm so fucking excited to talk about this <laughs> so i was like okay virgin births i'm expecting like a couple of flowers maybe a bug that can just you know mutate or replicate itself have a guess oh, i'm not gonna make honestly have a guess at the animal humans <laughs> we are a very that'll be a, a breakthrough you heard it here first humans <laughs> Humans don't need to have sex it's to have it. children. It's Alex, happened. there is hope. It's, it's already happened. We're a religious podcast here. <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. Oh, Jesus. Talk about that or not? Well, we can talk about it. But anyway, I'm going to get back to no, the point. Right. Have, a guess, have a genuine guess. Apart from humans, the most advanced animal, the most advanced animal that we know of today that can reproduce without sex. Wait. Well, how does it reproduce? Then? Is it? Is it like we'll a get yeast to that to later? Up, like right? just. You just have to throw... Honestly, yeah. if you get this, oh, I think we would end the podcast. Like, it's, it's such a momentous occasion. Uh, I just want to say, I just want to say a little, a little, a little nematode of sorts, a little worm, some some sort of worm, some sort of little wormy worm. Komodo dragon. What are you saying? Komodo dragon can reproduce without fertilisation. They just butt off. It's just a little komodo dragon that just floats on the shelf. All right, so here's what I'm running through the story. So, um, we well, think- spoil the ending now. <laughs> so in uh i think the, one of the british zoos mm. they had a komodo dragon there in isolation it was just like they only had one it was a female komodo dragon um i think something like two years later after they got it from france um it just laid some eggs and they're like oh what and then the eggs hatched and they had five male komodo dragons and they're really scratching their head at this stage so then they yeah, they're like, okay, well, what about maybe in France somehow, like it's a re- yeah. it was a particularly unusual insemination period or perhaps like the sperm just lingered. So I got in contact <laughs> there. Yeah, it was. It did have a male in its enclosure. Okay, did genetic testing. How long have it been? Two years. Two years. Not related at all. Right. So they're yeah, like, yeah. this is nuts. Further genetic testing of the five males, all males, said they were essentially just exact Clones. copies of the male. Oh, really? So what she does is like, you know how... Humans have like uh, XY, so males have XY chromosomes yep. and females have XX. Yep. 
there are only two genders, people. Just get me thick skulls. <laughs> no, like I said, we don't take a stance on this podcast. We're cowards. I don't really care. Like, don't, don't, hop, don't, don't come and get angry at me. You know? Like, I really don't give a shit. All right. Well, if you don't give a shit, let the people get angry at you. I say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Hey, do you, do you want to tell them how uh, uh, you were talking? Let's. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Let me finish my goddamn we'll story. Put a pin in the Komodo stories for one second. You want to tell the fans listening at home those those uh, eleven subscribers and that one Filipino guy. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to tell the fans how you met someone who just hates the podcast? Oh, we'll, we'll get, get around to that. Hater, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> finish that. All right, that's a good little, good little. Yeah, all right. Good on you, mate. Right, so okay. uh, I was enjoying this anyway. Yeah. So um, females essentially have XY chromosomes, and the males have XX. Right. So what the female does is it just grabs. Like I, I still don't fully understand it, but essentially gets a couple of their chromosomes. It gets one of their X and their Y, and it splits them both. So it splits, and you get an XX, and then you get a YY. Now, a YY is, doesn't exist. That just dies. It's, it's nothing. But the XX, so the, the, the X chromosome that split and gave you another one, is. Essentially, that's a male in yeah, the Komodo yeah. dragon world. Yeah. In- so without ha- having to have sperm, it can create males. Only males, though. Wait, the XYs. The XYs are... Wait, is, is the it? female. So it's a bit different to humans. It's actually WZ. I'm not really sure what the difference is. It's not like they're labelled, but... Yeah, okay, interesting. But yeah, they can essentially create... Um, create, create a little male com- component. Yeah, and I think they're so, like, oh, the reason it's it's good is... Um, let's Because they can swim. If they swim to another island, they can create a breeding population. With just one. Yeah, but like, yeah, all it takes is one female to swim to another island and then they can essentially just incest it away and just start off a nice little colony. But are they genetically diverse enough that one can start like a that's, self-sufficient population? That's Yeah, that's the thing. So like they can do it. You don't want to rely on that as your method of reproduction. It'll turn out a little bit weird. Exactly. It'll be a little bit slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit slow. These ones can't swim. Ah, it honestly. doesn't matter. <laughs> so the you're right, now. exactly. So genetic diversity is important. So that's why they don't solely rely. And that's why we didn't really find out about until recently. Because, I mean, when there's a male, you have fun with the male. Did David Attenborough say when this was found out? Yeah, 2004, I think it was. Really? That, that might need fact-checking. You were 1994. The point was, it's bloody recent. Very recent. Very recent. Um, yeah. Anyway, and there's other animals as well. There's this bug called like a an alphid or an alfie or a... Alphoid. Pfft, I don't know. Don't care. The fact is, there's a bug out there. It's not, a, not, a, it's not just a simple aphid, is it? You're not it like... is an aphid. Oh, okay. It's oh, a real yeah. simple aphid. So yeah. this is probably the sort of thing really you may have been expecting huh? that could reproduce. Yeah, I guess so. Like a um, pretty bug. Yeah, so they, they're nuts. So, like, they can actually just churn out females, like, like ridiculously quickly. Like, you can watch it on camera. They just keep churning out females. I don't, I honestly what do you mean? Don't... They keep churning out females. Do you All mean... Right. So, female aphid. Yeah. On a leaf, having a good time. Oh, it just... It just Wants somehow. some offspring and just bang. Just churns out a live offspring. A live aphid that is exact copy, an exact copy of it. Right? And it can churn out like 15, just bang, right? And that's what they do in, in certain seasons. Like that might be spring when when the times are good. Like let's just get numbers out there and enjoy all the greenery we have around us. The ones that are produced in this manner haven't got wings, right? No wings. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, oh shit, I'm missing a couple of info bits. We're gonna, anyway. Just gloss over it. <laughs> exactly, once again. So then it gets to the point where... Um, coming in winter and finding food is a little bit harder, right? Yeah. And it would be convenient if they could fly. So essentially, I'm not sure where the males come from, but they're... Oh, man, I'm a bit stumped. Anyway, long story short, then they lay eggs that are inseminated, not just by churning out a baby. So instead of a live baby, which is what they did in spring... They lay eggs. They lay eggs, right? And those eggs are fertilized, presumably. Then they're fertilized and they have wings. They go to other jobs. So each each season, their breeding, their way of breeding, and have giving birth is different, depending on the, oh, depending on the climate, depending on the climate conditions. and the, the conditions. Exactly. It's kind of. Like, have you heard? Um, it's like an epigenetic mechanism, like how your genes can change while you're alive. Like in certain populations, like environmental stresses will affect the next generation of offspring. Mm. So it will affect like the gender ratios. It's like oh. If you have a like, if you have more food, then I guess you probably want 
More females? That makes sense. More food, more females. Yeah, because then you want more people carrying kids. Yeah. I feel like you probably want more females, but there's more food. Just in general. Bring the females. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I guess it's just, a, it's a weird and wonderful world when you realize it's like, oh, the genome's kind of not set. Like different parts of it can be activated depending on the mm. conditions. And you kind of like, sounds like a dumb question, but it's like, oh, how do the animals know know how to do that? Like, obviously they don't know how to do it. But like, I mean, how does that difference arise? I don't know. I ask a lot of questions. I mean, what's next? I mean, I just wake up tomorrow and I've just laid a, a little <laughs> copy of Michael. <laughs> That is such a nightmare. <laughs> oh, shit. But um, that I was thinking about clones. I thought you may have... Oh, do you know anything about cloning? I don't. thought you might. Not really. Huh. I feel like it's one of those things that's like... It's one of like the dark arts of science, I feel like, to an extent. Mm. Like, I feel like... Again, I don't know this. I feel like there would be like a treaty on cloning like an international thing that we all signed and we said we're not going to experiment with cloning too much yeah. it's weird and I feel like everyone signed it probably except North Korea and like <laughs> someone else and like even though everyone signed it in the in the like dark labs of the world there's, there's still people cloning yeah most definitely what do they call that money like in the in the US budget where it'll be like a like the black budget oh, or something yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's just like and just like they just say how much they spend like they, they, spent, they spent, yeah. But they don't tell you what it's on. It's just like, yeah, just this year, just we just put five hundred million into that. And it's just That'd American people like, no, we we knew it was happening. No, yeah. you didn't. So we just assumed. We just assumed they're making like a clone army or something. Exactly. What do I know about cloning? Not Honestly, quite. not a lot. Mm. Don't have much to add to this one. Fair enough. Uh, well, I but guess. I, I appreciate that we took this in a different direction today. Like we sort of, well, we I don't want to say we educated the people because we didn't, but we we gave them a, a jumping off point. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sure this podcast sucks if you don't care about Komodo dragons. Yeah, I mean, I love them. <laughs> I love them a bit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, good stuff. Well, I guess we have... So, well, we'll touch on the topic that I was hopefully trying to avoid, but yes, this show has a hater. <laughs> there is someone... Are we done with the Komodos? <sighs> this is why we should research. I sort of want to keep going. Do you have anything more to say about them? I don't know. I mean, what can we learn from these Komodo dragons? Essentially that we don't need men. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> need men sometimes. Open jars, stuff Open like that. Jars, yeah. Mum gets me to lift furniture a lot at home, so <laughs> I guess I'm I guess I'm still useful. I know they um well I mean cloning surely be doozy if we could just just churn out animals that we eat though. Like if we could just churn out pigs nice and quick without having to, you know, inseminate things and just have endless pork. Yeah, I mean I guess at this stage it's just not at all viable because that's obviously so much more intensive than just letting the animals do their thing yeah it's one it's like nature nature already gave you a solution it's like, real efficient too yeah exactly right don't have like, to do anything it's not too i just kind of let the pigs be pigs yeah but um they did clone a sheep i'm pretty sure yeah dolly the sheep that was dolly. the first animal in scotland clone. or something was it yeah probably i don't know who knows what's the deal with that do we know what happened <laughs> i don't know like they cloned the sheep what do you mean do we know what happened i don't know were there was there a crusade to kill dolly the sheep like Oh, like some like neo luddites. Like you, only God should have this power. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like what actually happened? Like I feel like I mean, no one really talks about it. <laughs> it's probably because nothing happened. Nothing with happened. It. Yeah, like, find a sheep. That was that. Got a bit of extra wool. Wasn't really worth the effort. That was that. Yeah, no. It actually started like developing human levels of intelligence. We just killed it. We said shut it down. <laughs> Cull. Cull. <laughs> Cull the clones. Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to go on your culling rant? Uh, I sort of on it. I honestly don't even want to. Yeah, I don't even really know what it is. But basically, uh, I'm just going to break it down for the people. Michael thinks we should kill the smarter animals, <laughs> <laughs> like not for environmental reasons, just because he thinks down the track they pose a threat to humans. Let's just let's just be sure of it. Sure ourselves up and just get rid of the smart ones now. Yeah. So I read Animal Farm, <laughs> and all I can say is I'm scared of pigs. Scared of pigs. Kill the pigs. I don't trust them. It's like, I sure as hell don't trust the commies. Yep, sure as hell now, don't trust the pigs. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. How long till they're talking? Exactly right. Well, you know how much bacon and stuff I eat, so I'm doing my bit. <laughs> yeah, one bit at a time. Yeah. They were, in fact, this might be the ultimate two-episode segue or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. um, wait, I think it was in the Grampians, they're going to start culling deer uh, yeah, to try to get grass levels and things back to hopefully get the native animals yeah, a bit more of a, a fighting chance. Steer introduced, they're a pest. They're they hard. They got hard feet. The the terrain's not, not exactly. ready for it. They're not ready for it, and certainly animals haven't got, had time to cope with it. 
It's not like, you know, the caterpillars can just start eating deer or something. <laughs> they can't metabolize it. Not yet. Who knows? Yeah, right, yeah. Fuck, maybe the caterpillars are next to Carl. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, but we we thought of the... Why, why don't, you know, with the dinner party, eating the culled deer. It's like the most environmentally friendly way to eat meat. Like, meat from an animal, oh, cause it was, it was, which was actively yeah. destroying a landscape. Mm-hmm. And had and, and essentially was and it had to be killed, and now we're eating the food so that it just doesn't go to waste. Yeah, it's kind of like I walked past like when we went for a walk yesterday. We walked past a dead pigeon at one stage, and I was like, maybe we just <laughs> ate that. How would you do it? I don't know. Just pick it up and just boil the shit out of it. Just, like, <laughs> just, just to kill, be sure. Yeah, just kill literally everything. You just boil it. You know, rolling boil with a stack of salt water for like six hours. <laughs> I mean, it just tastes like nothing. You just take it out and just be rubbing it on there. Keeps me alive. <laughs> Um, yeah, roadkill's probably the next level. I'm not ready for it. I'm not sure if the people, the people I would invite to a dinner party would be ready for it. It's like Maybe you would. <laughs> It'd just be dinner for two. I think we just... Pick up a pigeon. We're just so agreeable. Like you, like you and me. We just agree with whatever the other says. When yeah. you were like, well, we should definitely kill the orcas. They're getting too smart. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. back in there. Where's my spear? <laughs> yeah, I'll follow you anyway, man. Yeah. Yeah, just started serving up, serving up roadkill. I'd be like, yeah, that's no, the best. Yeah. <laughs> I was at, you know, so no questions asked. It is the best. <laughs> you know when I went to that board games night? Like, yeah, I remember. I was like, just last night we were just talking about it. Because truth be told, I was at yours beforehand. I was like, mm. I just don't want to go. Yeah, did you, so you went. Yeah, yeah, good on you. And anyway, I dropped a couple of them. That's oh, the best. That's no, the best. Like that a bunch of times. Yeah. And then later I heard like someone else say it during the course of the night. And I was like, my work here is done. I've transferred <laughs> the virus. I'm, I'm out of here, folks. That's it. I think that's something I'm, I am actually low-key proud of. I feel like little things that I, I, I hear from someone, yeah. I will capture it. I will play it on loop. <laughs> and then I'll essentially just spread the saying. Yeah. It's what I do. You're best. kind of a patient zero. I'm a patient zero. Actually, I mean, you're more like that guy who deliberately infects people when he's got like hepatitis C or he's got like AIDS and he just deliberately infects people. Oh, uh, gee. I don't know. I, I'm not... Am I agent zero? Patient zero, whatever? I don't know if I am because I get it from other people usually. Yeah. You're 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 like a critical node. I am. You're... Because... I'm the talent scout. Yeah. I mean, you, you lift... <laughs> The, I don't want to say the best, but I want to say the most annoying of other people's catchphrases. The most unique, almost. The most, the most, the most memeable. The most memeable. Yeah, I like that. Like the best can kind of just be shoehorned into anything. Like last night, I was just like oh, playing picture. And I'm like, oh, that drawing, uh, the best. These olives, <laughs> the best. Oh. It's just what like are you doing tomorrow? Obscene work. positivity. Oh, yeah, it's like, like, that's the best. Like everything's the best. Everything <laughs> now is just a blur. I'm not sure what. Like I just want to feel sad again. <laughs> just nothing is the best. I got it. I so the. The, the phrase, the best, I'm not, have I said it much on the podcast? You, I'm not sure. I don't, know. I don't know if I have either, but just anyway, all, yeah. in real life, I abuse the shit out of it. I say it all the time. That's yeah, the best. Yeah. Everything's the best. Um, and it came from a guy I was working with. His name was Ali. Yeah. And he was the ultimate salesman. Yeah. yeah. Like. Does he still work there? No, he doesn't work there anymore. Where's he work? I'm not sure. Mm, pity. I, honestly, he could be anywhere selling anything. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. He'll sell anything. He used yeah. to sell properties and he sold planes and he sold clothes. I'm sure he sold jam at one point. <laughs> Who knows? But um, anyway, he used to say, <clears throat> everything the best. Like, oh, put this jacket on, the best. Like, everything the best. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, I felt like this is funny. People got annoyed by it. I was like, <laughs> like, and he was a real hard guy to deal with as well. Yeah. What so, do you put like the hard sell on? Or- yeah, just, I think, like he always just, Everything was he had urgent like do this do this oh, the best blah 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 all the time like yeah. like his world was his world like yeah. he didn't see other people he just saw other components to his world <laughs> so anyway I remember working with him I was like oh, I'm sick of him just like just talking to me like this I was like I'm just gonna copy him like I, that he'll understand <laughs> he, so the other thing is like oh done so he'd be yeah, like oh do this do one. this and I'm like it's already done Ali it's done <laughs> done he's like I haven't even get to, it's done it's done he's like I like you I like you you got initiative yeah you love that one just give it back to him if someone's hard folks if someone is hard to deal with just mimic them to their face <laughs> exact copy <laughs> whatever thing. like and, and then just take it to every part of your life as well until you essentially become that person well you're just a chameleon I can I'm sometimes a, I can I can yeah. watch you interacting with people and I just realise you're running on about two cylinders you're at like 50% capacity and you're just telling them exactly what they want to hear 
Like sometimes like when you'll be like talking to my mum and I'm like, I don't know, I'm just like standing around doing something and mum will be like, oh, I'm going to the art gallery and you're just like, oh, yeah, sorry, it was stunning. It was a, it was the best. Such such a great exhibition. And mum like, so take privileged it, to go. <laughs> mum will take it and run with it. Yeah. And just start telling me about all these things and you're just like, yeah, it was stunning. It was spectacular. It was the, the best. best. Tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. And mum just loves it. And every time I was like, ah, oh, your friend Michael's a nice guy. And I was like, Honestly, he's a snake. <laughs> Honestly, who is he? I don't really <laughs> recognise that guy. Oh, gee, I ask that question about myself every day. Who am I? Oh, man. But yeah, it was funny, actually, just on that point. Do you remember when we were playing um, uh, Settlers of Catan? With oh, Mountain? how could I forget? I love yeah, that yeah. game. <laughs> well, we don't actually love the game. We love the, the game. game that comes... We love the game of the game. Exactly. <laughs> which is I... just, us just, like, trying to sell... For the sake of selling. Uh, yeah, we, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think... I think we kind of weren't really playing by the rules. But oh, like, no. Between turns, it took about 45 minutes because we would just discuss. We'd be like, you've got the wheat, the best. I love that wheat. I need that wheat. I would do anything for that wheat. What can I give you? Look at what I've got to offer you. Yeah. And just like, just like really just talking like that. Just like a salesman. Just like, that wheat... I will do anything for it. Just, just trade me right now. If let's you put, go, you put four, th- three wheat, one stone, done. done. Let's done. go. Let's best. do it. Right, shake on it. Or well, then, like the other person, will be like, "Ah, oh, that's disrespectful." Honestly, I worked hard for this wheat, and for you to come here and think you can just exchange one stone, I find that disrespectful. I love the disrespect. And Mountie just absolutely hated it, and yeah. so then that just kind of just fueled us to just go further and further. Mountie, with in it. many cases, our friend is a purist of the game. He <coughs> understands how it works yeah. and he executes it. So He's we very really... smart in that way. Me, I think I was bullied for this as well. <laughs> I do not listen to the rules, and I do not care for the rules. <laughs> my my way to get around not knowing the rules is just creating a new game with any game. It's no longer about actually building roads and any of that bullshit. It's just about selling. And I'm just going to sell. And then I slowly just keep watching Mountie to see what he does. And then I just come second every time. Because when people are explaining, when Mountie's explaining the rules, you're just sitting there like with one eye on him and just like 90% of your brain on something else. And he'll be talking and he's like, yep, I get it. It's the best. It's done. Already done. We're ready to start. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. And then it's my turn and everyone's laughing. You don't even know how to do that. I'm like, do I roll the dice? It's like, oh, you idiot. Then after that, I was like, it's now my duty. Yeah, to make everyone hate this game. <laughs> so I'm going to find it, yeah. At board games last it. night, we were like, like, we're playing Pictionary or something. And so I was just essentially Pictionary, doing that geez. because I was just like, I could tell I could tell that people were starting to get annoyed. Like, Mountie was drawing away and I was his partner. And I was like, this drawing, it's lovely. It's spectacular. I mean, I'm not even going to guess until right until the end because I've got that much faith in you. So this is me just chatting away. Yeah. Like, not even having a guess. And I could just tell people were getting annoyed by it. So I'm like, eh, I'm just going to dial it up more and more. Good. <laughs> Exactly. I ruined the I've ruined it for everyone. I don't know what to say. I don't think you ruined it. I think you changed the game in a sense. <sighs> elevated it? Yeah, sure. Well, you've, well, I don't know about elevated it, but you've taken it to another place. Yeah. It's not just simply drawing pictures and having a guess. Exactly right. Well, because the, the game, like, the mechanics of the game are kind of faulty to begin with, right? Cause, oh, yeah, of course. So, so you're drawing, and a lot of them were all plays, so everyone's drawing the same thing. Mm. So... You can just like <clears throat> you can just like look over at other people's pictures, exactly, or you can hear what they're guessing, and like, so it almost doesn't make sense for your person to actually draw. It almost makes sense for them just to like gesture to the other two pairs mm. and like be like, yeah, it's, it's similar to that. It's almost like if you just say exactly what the other pe- person is saying, yeah. like just after she says it, it's like hey, you have you're a not really going to be any worse off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like like I said, these games are flawed. Yeah, I they sent like. I wouldn't really play Pictionary. I, I don't see the appeal of playing board games. It's beneath be us. Something. Well, something. I mean, it's beneath us. All right. If you, <laughs> if you say it that emphatically, I've got no choice but to agree. No, but like, I mean, I don't get it. Why can't we just sit around and talk mm. and then record it and then release it? Yeah. Pictionary. How long have you got? 60 seconds or something? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's 60 seconds. What great things have come in 60 seconds? I'm not really exactly sure. Exactly right. Like, that's the thing. We've talked about this. People a- overestimate what they can do in a One, short period of time. Yeah. Let's say 60 seconds and underestimate what they can do in a long period of time. We were talking yeah. about this yesterday. The fact that I said, oh, you know, giving myself an ambitious goal with painting. Yeah. You know, in just uh, three years, I want this done. And you're sort of like, yeah, I mean, in a sense, you set yourself up for disappointment if you give yourself too short of a time frame. Mm. Because if I don't reach it, it almost makes me want to give up. Let's say yeah. I get to three years and I haven't achieved that. Uh, I'm done with it. I guess it's yeah, not for yeah. me. But if I gave myself 10 years, well, I'm just going to keep plodding away. I'm just going to get better and better. Just pushing towards that whole 10,000 hours to become a hero at it. Yeah, it allows you to be a little bit more process focused when you're working with a longer time frame. Mm, there's no rush. 
Yeah, which isn't to say that you have less impetus. I think that's sometimes something that people worry about. It's just like, oh no, it'll be easier to go to the, like say, I'm just going to use the example of going to the gym. It's like, oh no, it's much more, I can really see myself going to the gym like three hours a day for one year. But I can't really see myself going an hour and a half every second day for 10 yeah. years. People people kind of find that confronting. They're like, no, I'm, I'm, if, I'm not working hard enough if I can work for 10 years. People almost like set themselves up to burn out. To yeah. Set yourself up to burn. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, because people are like, oh, I, I want this really desperately, so I'm just going to like work, 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 work. And it's like... Doesn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it works like that. I, I just think it all the time in the gym, people are like, oh, I want to look... I, like, I want to bench like 100 after one year. Mm. And like people say that and that sounds pretty... Like in their head, that sounds reasonable. Mm. And you go, you might not bench 100 after one year. Like that's pretty... Like maybe that's difficult. But you could feasibly bench 180 after 10 years. Mm. And people go, no, I can never bench 180. You know, like you kind of you, you're not giving yourself a chance. I think people don't want to think in those long time frames. Yeah, because then they have to kind of think of the time passing and they have to confront the amount of work I actually have to put in. It's like, well, oh in, shit, that's daunting. You know, way they have to confront like their own mortality, right? Like the idea that they have a finite amount of time and it can run out. Mm. Have you heard that saying like, uh, like don't give up on your dreams because of the time it'll take to achieve them. The time will pass anyway. I think some people, uh, some people yeah. like they just don't want to think ten years in the future. They it's just too daunting to see 10 years go well, like they, that. Well, they don't want to acknowledge that 10 years is going to pass. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like a 22-year-old doesn't want to acknowledge that he's going to be 32 yeah. and with a, with a mortgage and, you know. Two kids that don't respect him. <laughs> we always come back to this. I really don't know what it says about the, the adults that we know. <laughs> <laughs> don't respect my parents. <laughs> I think that's... <clears throat> okay. I think it's definitely something I'm trying to focus on myself, actually. I'm trying to become, I feel like I'm a bit of a dreamer. I'm now trying to become a plotter. A person mm. that's happy to look into the future, happy to put in just some hours yeah, and with, with no restriction. I was like, if I'm still doing this little task in, in 10 years' time, mm. so be it. Like, I don't necessarily have to be the best, but that's kind of the success. Chipping away. That you're, just yeah. still, that you're still going, but you haven't burnt out. Still plotting. That's the key. I think... I, I agree with you, actually. The thing about plotting is I'm not really looking about 10 years down the track. Yeah. I'm just looking at, oh, the next hour. Yeah. I'm going to plot away this in the next hour. I'm not yeah. really thinking, oh, I better bloody do this otherwise because in 10 years' time, I'm still going to be shit house. It's like, yeah. no, I'm just going to, in an hour, I'm going to improve on it very slightly. We're almost using the magnitude of 10 years to our advantage. Whereas other people are like, oh, it's too hard to think about 10 years. Like, it looks too distant. So, I, I won't think about 10 years at all we kind of get, or you're kind of going well I don't know what 10 years will look like so that actually allows me to focus on the process and the immediacy now which is it's kind of like paradoxical it's like if I set a ridiculously long term goal it'll actually allows me to focus on the now a lot more yeah exactly <clears throat> I'm pretty happy that you've taken to this plotting term I feel like it's it's kind of like I, I love it you you uh, give it's people yeah, you give people phrases like I've stolen the best and a bunch yep. of other things I feel like I've at least had some success here. This is a little bit of a cross-pollination thing with, uh, like, you've taken the good fight, you've taken the idea, and you've taken, like, the idea of plotting. Definitely taking the idea of plotting. I think watching you go to the gym and stuff so consistently, mm. I was like, man, I love it. Just so, de- like, he doesn't even want to go, but he goes. Yeah, it, it kind oh, of becomes... so goddamn fucking pure. I love it. Like, a, a lot of the time, don't get me wrong, a lot of the time I do want to go, like... Th- probably three quarters of the time just because I enjoy it I enjoy mm. the process I enjoy being in there and, and working hard and listening to music and stuff like that and getting in the zone but like the quarter of times that I don't want to go it's kind of just immaterial mm. and like I think there's something to be said about what I saw like when I went to the gym with you a couple of times yeah it wasn't just a going here to do this I didn't really see it as the raw task that was keeping you going and what it sounds like made me interested in, in going as well. Mm. It was the fact that, well, you can analyze everything here we do and we can learn from it. Like looking at a real biomechanical way of how gym works and like how we can improve and like, you, you know, what techniques and postures you have to yeah. get the most out of it. I'm like, oh, I never really thought about it like this. Like mm. there is more to it than just picking something heavy and lifting it. Yeah. And it's the same with sort of, it's like, I think what 
we lo- we respect the process and we appreciate what we learn from it. Mm. It's a very raw way of learning by doing, yeah, looking back at it and then applying. Yeah. And I like that. We've talked about how we like in other, you know, times of education how we perhaps think that it wasn't as effective as it could have been. Mm. You know, why do I need a certain degree to do this? Why can't I essentially just like give me a chance, get me in there? Yeah. And I will learn, and I will, and I will learn to do well. It's like you know, back in, back in the day, like Renaissance times, you didn't necessarily. Oh fuck! Honestly, this is. A, I'm gonna gloss over it. I'm not <laughs> no, sure if I'm right, no, but I'm gonna go with it. Get the point that it's not necessarily about um, a degree or anything like that. It's more so about the apprenticeship, yeah. learning from someone something, yeah. and then putting your twist on it, mm. as opposed to. Let's just get, you know, 2,000 people in a lecture theatre. Yeah. I'll give them this information. If you can still be bothered to talk to me at the end of it, I might give you 20 seconds and then you're off. Yeah. Now, that's my experience of sort of like, that's undergrad. Now, I haven't done any other studying after that yeah. post-uni, and I'm sure, I mean, here it changes. Obviously, you get smaller classes, more, you know, you've got more, uh, you're more focused on stuff. That's great. But I think in general, like, we talked about economics, for example. It's unheard of to get like an apprenticeship in economics. Yeah. Like, it's like, I know someone who's good. It's like, if they were willing to just take me under their wing, you sort of wonder, like, would I be taken seriously at any point? Respected? I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it, it almost feels like the degree is just used as a way for other people to filter filter you out. Exactly. You There's so I mean? many people out there. It's like, uh, so many job applications. It's like, oh, has he got a degree? All right, well, then uh, he's at least good enough to get a degree. Like, then we'll give him a chance. Mm. It's kind of annoying. It's like, like, what difference does a piece of paper make? Like, if I, if I go to uni for three years and do everything except sit the final exam. Yeah. Like, the fact that I don't have that piece of paper my job opportunities become like pretty much the same as someone who didn't go to uni. So then it's just like, like we are pretty much admitting that it's just a piece of paper. Exactly. Not to say I certainly didn't learn things, but it's like, yeah, from a point of employability, for example, uh, I think sometimes like, there's something I grew up with my brother about like, sometimes like he just kind of accepts, accepts like he's very Zen, but he accepts things a lot. Mm. It's just like, uh, if that wasn't like the, like he doesn't say this, but he's kind of, he's thinking he's like, if that wasn't the best way to do something, like it wouldn't be like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it was so bad. Having faith in the system yeah. essentially. It would have been like, oh, if, it, if uni's so bad, they would have found a better way to do it. And I'm like, oh, I don't buy stuck that. stuck in their ways. Well, I think, well, like who does a, who does a current university model benefit the most? And like, is it students? Well, probably like you'd, you'd be hard pressed to make a case that it benefits the students the most. Mm. I don't know. It's almost like um, it's when a problem just becomes so like big and inbred, you can't, you just can't change it. Like you can't make a dramatic change. Did you um? Oh, do you want to go on with that? I'm not too sure. Yeah, maybe put a pin in because I got a question I want to ask you. Did you did you learn any any skills like from from like at the knee of someone directly do you know what I mean like did you learn how to cook from your mum or did you learn how to sail from your dad or something like that yeah exactly I mean like I learned to cook from I guess a whole bunch of people my grandma yeah especially would be a big one I learned to sail from my dad and then a few other people yeah and then I I think we talked about oh in fact the other day I went I was sailing and I was talking about how powerful it was having a coach for two yeah, hours yeah. as opposed to like the 40 hours of sailing I put in without yeah. a coach. Like the gains I made in that one hour were almost equivalent to the 40 hours, if not more, yeah. on my own. Um, Which is funny because like it's, it somewhat goes against like... The whole plotting thing. Yeah, the general belief of like oh, I can kind of teach myself anything if like my learning systems are good enough, well, if, I'm, if I'm analytical enough in the process. So I think I, like, I sailed for so long, yeah. I almost became content with my abilities and my knowledge. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's dangerous. I know, it? it's like, oh, a little bit here, I'll, like I sort of know yeah. the areas I need to improve on. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll get around to it next time. Sort of it's thing. like me playing piano, I'm like, ah, oh, it's close enough. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not though. It's not, yeah. And I think like that um, lazy stage in any learning process yeah. is hard to get over on your own. Like when that learning curve plateaus a little bit, Yeah. It's getting the energy, motivation to get it back up again. That's a tricky bit. That's yeah. when that's when you've got to not just plod in putting hours, but you've actually got to learn something new perhaps. You've got yeah. to search for another way. 
Yeah, yeah, and if you, and it helps having someone to challenge you or to make you accountable or exactly. to put forward a different method, that's just to kind of break it. Like I don't want to call it a rut. Yeah, that's why I think it's so good to have um, like a second person in anything, like joint ventures. I think are so powerful. Like mm. collaborations yeah, to me are so powerful. It. Yeah, and that's why I, like I keep bugging people. Like, Let's do this together. Do yeah, this together. Yeah. It's like why? It's like well. To be honest, like, because it's almost mm. daunting the amount of effort it would, I would have to do on my own to get the same result. And I know that together we could get it done and not only, we could also complain about it together. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the emergent property thing again. It, like, do you know what I mean? Like two, two people together become more than the sum of their parts. Exactly. It's like you get, you get almost like a magical third person that is the result of your two personalities. You become so that think- third person. The two personalities almost disappear. That's what we're scared of. No, no, I was kind of saying like, like not, not that you merge into one final third person. I'm like two people working on a pro- like on something together. It's almost like you've got, it's like the equivalent of having Michael working on it, Alex working on it. And then this, and this third, third entity. This third entity, yeah. That's like Michael and Alex. This cube type thing. Yeah, another yeah. Con- it's like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. There's the way Michael thinks, the way yeah. Alex thinks, and the way they think together is this third sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's, and it's almost like, like when you when you hang out in a group, that's why like oh I'm I'm big on this. I'm like oh it's an untested dynamic. Whereas mm. you just like oh, I'll just hang out with whoever. Whereas I'm like oh if we've got a third person, like like if we've got a group of three, there's like a, a certain group identity. I don't know. It, it's kind of tricky. Again, it's like it's like interesting when processes become unclear and more of the sum of the parts, and you kind of can't account for all variables, and they seem to be like chaotic. You know, it's like a it's like a chaos theory thing where it's like. It's a bit like with the Komodo dragons and the epigenetics or whatever. Mm. It's like, my God, suddenly this problem just explodes in difficulty. <laughs> like, like a couple of people in a group, it's just like, pff, we just don't know what we're going to get. Yeah, I see what you mean. I it's interesting sort of how, definitely how individuals change. Oh, when you get groups, you almost get like, yeah, group personality. Because yeah. everyone's personality almost changes or the sum of these personalities, minor yeah. changes or major changes, creates a whole different dynamic. Yeah, and it and depends how chameleon-like the people are. Yeah, exactly. Like me, for example, if I'm tired, <laughs> I don't know, I'll just go with the flow. <laughs> just please them as much as I can. Yeah. Spoon feed them with compliments. I don't know. Those shoes, the best. The slacks, well-pressed. I love it. Tremendous. You would just like happily go along with like a group committing hate crimes or something if you're tired. <laughs> if yeah. I'm tired, right. exactly. Like... Oh, yeah, spray paint this, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's something we've kind of, we've kind of been thinking about because we just, we just abhor work, don't we? We just like, not like, we, we, we like working on things. Mm. We don't like the idea of structured employment. We <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like the idea of that. Uh, That's so much stuff on the idea. We just haven't got the faith in it yet. Yeah, we like, don't believe we, in it. I, there is, I have hope about it but at the same time i actually had a realization today of like i mean even yesterday on that walk why don't i just create my own sort of employment like yeah i'm sure a lot of people think about this i mean i feel like it's a real fad to have a startup and shit like that yeah it is isn't it? so i don't really want to do it but the principle remains the same like Mm. mm, some people excel in big corporations which is they weird. are great at being cogs in the machine and they make the most of it and it and it does them and it works well for them. Which is weird but because you are that as well. In what sense? Oh yeah, you're you right. Lo- you love a hierarchy. Yeah, I know, but the thing is I'm not in it for the right reasons. Yeah. I get into a hierarchy and I'm just like, uh I forgot what the job is. <laughs> I, <laughs> you just I, want to climb those ranks. I just want to see what I can do here from like a real social point of view. Yeah, it's all just a game. You just kind of enjoy manipulating people to an extent. Uh, no. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit harsh man no but like I mean say in a way that paints me as a nice guy yeah, essentially it's, it's, I mean again, yes it, there's truth there it's, yeah, it's, it's harsh to say you just enjoy manipulating people like you're some sick puppet master but it's more like <laughs> it's more like playing Settlers of Catan Settlers of Catan yeah like, you, you, you come to enjoy the metagame more than the game itself the game itself is, is, is like you know what you're gonna get yeah you, you wake up at 9 you clock out at 5 you do yeah. job X you don't care about the wheat or the stone no you, you it's care irrelevant about, you care about, I don't even know. The fucking chase. Yeah. The hard like, sell. Set, set, setting up the, the win. The best. You yeah, know, like yeah. those things. Yeah, I think you said it right. Like, I, I care little something. If I don't really care about the actual game, the actual job at hand, yeah. I'm just going to resort to the metagame, yeah. which is just, poli- like, I guess it's like work <laughs> politics and yeah. just 
doing what you got to do for no real reason. Yeah. That's when you know you're like, maybe I should do something else. Or that's when you're like, yeah, stay here forever. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one. Because, I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be the same. I think, to, is this is this a fair assessment? Sort of both of us, we kind of hate being, we hate being pigeonholed a little bit. Well, we always, we always hate being understood. I know, but the thing is, and then I, but I, in a sense, I feel like we try to pigeonhole ourselves and the people around us, as like all the time. Yeah, go on. We try to classify I, I, myself. I try to classify myself. Oh, I'm this sort of person. I'm this sort of. Person. Oh, yeah. That's that sort of person. Then all the time, I'm like, not true. I yeah. disprove it. Disproved. Disproved. Yeah. I just got to stop doing it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm like, I can't be pigeonholed. You can't be pigeonholed. No one can be pigeonholed. Mm. Humans are too complex. Yeah. Wheat can be pigeonholed. <laughs> Pigeons, of course. Isn't, isn't wheat's genome five times bigger than a human genome? Yeah, but at the end of the day, what they do, <laughs> they just grow up to the sun. And it's simple. I can pigeonhole you. <laughs> <laughs> There's your life purpose right there. Go to the sun. Go to the sun. Stop farmers complaining. That's it. <laughs> That's why we really respect the wheat. Because we hate farmers. <laughs> no, no, the thing is, it's almost the exact opposite. We just don't hate farmers. We love farmers. We... we we want to be farmers. We do. No, when I said, when I was like, I'm sick of hearing farmers. What, uh, what, what I was We should explain say, this because uh, we respect them. We do. It's just kind of like, I don't like, um, I don't being like manipulated into thinking anything. Mm. I really hate that. So it's like, you don't hear about this issue for 10 years. You don't hear about like whatever socioeconomic or social problems they have in the country. Do you know what I mean? Like politics... And, mm. like, cultural discussions seem to centre around Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's more to Australia than the East Coast. And so, we don't we don't hear about it for 10 years. We don't hear about, like, farming's the most dangerous job. It's just, like, uh, real high workplace hazards, lots of suicides, lots of mental health problems. Mm. And then just, like, suddenly it's, like, it's, it's a big topic in the news. And that's when we decide to, like, reform, uh, like, agricultural policy. Yeah, it's like the problem's or, always been there. Or I, I log into the bank and the bank's telling me, oh, would you like to donate to our farmer's fund? And I'm like, how many banks did you guys foreclose on? <laughs> or I'm thinking, have you seen even like Coles or Woolies has got like, yeah, donate to our farmer's fund. It's like, how about you like... Stop you know, paying your farm, stop shafting them at milk prices and yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like, uh, you know, weren't they being investigated by the HLC for like just colluding and, and price fixing? So yeah. I, again, what I'm saying is I'm like... We, we can't, we, it's a struggle to have like candid or analytical or deep conversations about it because we only discuss it in the most emotionally charged time. Yeah. And I resented that. Anyway, I just want to give a shout out. Can I give a shout out to a fan? Go for it. Uh, Actually, please, by I, all means. I might not, I might not name them because then perhaps they don't want to be named, mm. but we did get our first piece of fan art. I think I, I sent it to you. I was... Because in uh, episode two or something, we asked for a word cloud or like, yeah. oh, what would be the most... Uh, and someone's just mocked up one and it's just all the words at dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> I found it pretty funny. Honestly. Uh, honestly, like the art itself always becomes irrelevant. It's yeah. the gift. Yeah, it's like, the gift. It's the <laughs> gag. It's funny. I, I like that people are engaging with this. We'll post it somewhere maybe. Maybe we'll make it maybe. the cover. Right? Who knows? Well, we'll ask them. It's their property. You're right. Well, is it? 100%. I refuse to, <laughs> I refuse to take that. Interesting thing happened actually with me. Yeah. So I took a photo of um, someone I was coaching and a kid, right? So I don't know how old they were, but like definitely under 18. Ooh. And I was like going to post it and I was like, oh, hold a second. I can't just post a photo of a child essentially, especially considering I, um, I work for... A like, school. I work for a school. A school. We'll exactly. Yeah, school. I work for a school that employs <laughs> me to like essentially look after the kids, make sure they're you know, all fine and shit like that. Yep. Coach them essentially. We so know what a coach is. <laughs> just, <laughs> just the fans out there that didn't know what the coaches were. So, do you know the Filipinos have no word for coach? <laughs> <laughs> Mum actually did fact check 115 million people, I think, in the Philippines. Yeah, I googled it after the show. And yeah. So I was disappointed that I rounded down my estimate to kowtow to your opinion. Yeah. I was closer than you by some, some oh, margin, well. even though you had sailed near them. Who <laughs> <laughs> would have thought that'd be wrong? <laughs> what are we on about? So, uh, there's a car alarm in the background. Yeah, and, just, uh, honestly. Like, look, once again, you're experiencing the raw. Like, <laughs> it's very authentic. It's also, real. I'm wearing a jumper. That every time I move, it's a very... It's a puffer vest. It's a mid-layer. 
Mm. You need the shell. It's <laughs> trap in the sound. It's, like, <laughs> it's also about five sizes too small. <laughs> yeah, you look big. Yeah, I, I bought it. I, probably, I think I bought it when I was like maybe 15. Well, I bought it. My mummy bought it for me when I was like 15. Nice. I was probably about 30 kilos lighter now. Gee. Then. 15. It's yeah, done well quality wise, to be honest. Well, what's that? Almost can't. 10 years. Seven, six, seven, yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. Well, people, again, why do people throw stuff away? What? Oh, I was going to tell you this. Wait, what were we talking about? Coaching. Oh, we'll come back to that in one sec. Yeah. Dad took the car to the... He's like, oh, it needs to get serviced. And I'm like, no, it like really doesn't. Mm. And so he took it because he's like, you know how the exhaust pipe's gone? Yeah. Don't tell me you yeah, fixed. No, dad wants to put the exhaust pipe back on. He's like, oh, you can't be driving around without an exhaust pipe. I'm like, why not? Who's the victim? Anyway, so that's pretty disappointing. It did. What, what, disappointing. What, are you succumbed? You're going to get it fixed. Well, in reference, let's just be. Let's make it clear to the audience that yeah. you you were driving. Your exhaust pipe essentially fell off. Yep. Or the muffler, perhaps so to say. Was it the muffler? I think it was just the exhaust pipe. It was the tip of the exhaust pipe. Yeah, literally, literally just, just the tip. And you know, essentially, what does that mean? It just makes a louder noise. It's enhanced the. It's enhanced the acoustics of the car. It's essentially a rally car now. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, fair enough. Like, from an emissions, like emissions point of view, I really don't see how that's going to make any difference whatsoever. No, it's just redirecting the airflow. Just that's all the airflow comes out a little bit sooner than it would have in the plane. Yeah, 100%. that's it. That's all. So the difference of what just doing because it's just like oh, you've got to fix that. Why? Well, it's not the way it should be. It's not how it was intended. Literally says who? He says who? I got my car serviced and has speaking of alarms and had an alarm system in it. And I hated the alarm system because it just made my life difficult. You've told the people this. You took the alarm out. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. I'll tell them again. I'll take it out. You know what? <laughs> if I had my chance, I'll take my, my ABS out as well. Yeah. No, traction control. But if that was there, that'd be gone. I hate traction control. Yeah. It's stupid. All right, let's jump back to the coaching. That's my great Coaching point. thing. So, I asked, so I'm like, okay, uh, I'll ask the kid. I'll ask him, like, just see if he feels comfortable. Like, I don't know, mm. just sort of sort of gab. It's the first time for me. I don't really know what to do. So I sent him a message. Hey, mate, how you going? Look, just wondering if you'd be cool if I post this photo. And he's like... Uh, on, your, on your private, uh, like your personal accounts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, all right, sure. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to take that. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't really buy it. I'm like, oh, like, seriously, if you're, not too, if you're not too sure, don't worry. I just want to post it. And he's yeah. like, no, it's cool, I guess. And I'm yeah. like, sorry, I'm just not posting it now. Yeah, fair enough. You've got to ask your parents. you got to ask your parents. And at that stage, I just don't even care. To be honest, mm. I hate the photo now. <laughs> I hate the kid that's in it. <laughs> Can I have a look at it? Can it just be... Yeah, yeah, it's a nice photo. Actually. Oh, this will be incriminating. Actually, I won't even look at it. He's not even showing me. I'll show him the photo, and you can sort of judge by his his response. I can I can kind of picture the the photo. It was like while he was sailing, yeah, on the water. No, nah. black and white. He was actually just oh. on the pier. Oh, yeah. He was just getting out of the pier. It's a great photo. It's an incredible photo. That's so cute. sharp, and you really don't know. Like, yeah, it's black and white because you just got the water. You've got a bit of wood that he's holding on to yeah, like a yeah. bit of pier you actually just don't know where it is what he's doing yeah it could be anywhere but because you're kind of on the water it's like you, you get a like really fun play of light there you know what i mean exactly mm. exactly so did he appreciate the photo or not well you tell him it's like here's a photo like i'm not gonna post it but you can print it out and i think it's a nice photo yeah exactly i might even have... well honestly no comment on the photo i'm actually gonna get up a little conversation now no nothing Nothing about it. So, like, yeah, will right. I send him a good quality version of it? Fuck no. no. Probably not. Doesn't deserve it. Not at all. If anything, it might burn the negative. <laughs> Just to prove a point. What point? Yeah. The point? Yeah, what point would you prove burning it? <laughs> I guess prove to myself that I don't care about him and I don't respect <laughs> it and I'm happy to affect myself you to make that well known to go, me. Go out, of way, go out of your way to burn something to prove that you don't care. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, who wouldn't? Yeah, fair enough. Thank um, for it. What I would like to come back to. Oh, man. This has been a weird podcast. I liked it. I think it's been good. Oh, yeah. It's 48 minutes. I was real <laughs> nervous for about the first uh, 15 or so. Really? Yeah, I feel the heart rate going too highly. It was a bit annoying. Settled into it, though. Yeah. Glass of water. Yeah, well, what helps. Sort of it's, been, it's been a long time since our last one. It's been... Definitely. Eight days. I'm so happy we did it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, when we caught up, I was like, fuck. I think this podcast is dead. <laughs> Just after me telling people about it, too. Yeah. Mm. Uh, dinner party. No, let's talk about this kid who has a podcast. This is funny. Kid's done. Huh? It's done. No, the guy who has a podcast. Oh, the oh, guy you're talking to him. I really don't want to talk about this. Oh, okay. Right, right. Uh, maybe I'll do it anyway. <laughs> Just do it in like 30 seconds. Oh, quick. So anyway, long story short, he's like, oh, so you got a podcast. Because yeah. I mentioned it because it's great small talk. 
Did you find out his name? Just out of curiosity. No, I forgot his name, which yeah, is probably okay. the best. <laughs> and I think he said he will, he will do all he can to not listen to the podcast now. So it's, even if I didn't know his name, I guess there's no harm. Yeah. So he's like, oh, what's it about? And I was like, oh, we, honestly, everything and nothing is a title. We talk yeah. about whatever. It's yeah. not really structured. We don't bring anything to it. We just talk. Actually, can I? Because I, I, I was going to say, no, I, reckon, I think you have to let me finish this one. No, I reckon we always, <laughs> I reckon we always have segments. I've got an idea for like our first like little segment. Maybe we should explain the podcast. I know I've had a good idea of like what I think the podcast is. Mm. It's kind of like the Truman Show. It's kind of like the people aren't inherently interesting. In fact, they're kind of boring. You and me. Mm. The interest comes from like just how candid you can be in like a boring person's life. Mm. Anyway, elaborate. Just like, how candid you can be in a boring man's life. The, the the interest is not the characters; it's the candor. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, how they behave. Yeah, well, if, if you've got celebrities talking, they kind of don't have to disclose much to be interesting because mm. you, you're just kind of happy that celebrities are talking to exactly. you, exactly, or like that they're giving you a little glimpse into their life, even if it's just surface layer. Yeah. So we're not famous, and we're not particularly interesting. So our point of difference is just how candid we're willing to be. Yeah. And so then people can say, "Oh man, like." That's like, even though they are boring and just like me, the fact that I learned something is because like they delve really deep into themselves and maybe that's different to me or maybe it's the same as me and I identify as that. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy has a podcast. He has a podcast. So I'll tell you why he has a podcast too. So he's asking me, it's it's pretty late as well. I think it was like one in the morning or something yeah. uh, like at a, at a club. And um, I was like, oh yeah, I think the next episode... Um, I don't know, it might be about, I might mention culling or something. We had a fun little chat about that, Alex and I, so yeah. I might, might mention that. Yeah. And he said, um, oh, culling. I've got an opinion on that if you want to hear it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, go for it, man. Once again, I'm a chameleon. <laughs> you talk. I'm going to give you 10% of my attention. Yeah, and that's just, and then they'll leave and be like, Michael's the best bloke. And I was like, honestly, that's what I thought was happening. I thought it would just be like, he's going to tell me about it. I'm like, sweet, I'll put it on the podcast for you, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> you disagree with yeah, you. fuck. Anyway, so then he's talking. He's like, yeah, well, I um. Yeah, I used to work at a science research lab. We used to research brain injuries and other things like MS on on mice. I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, yes, but um, I remember the first time they asked me, like, obviously, when you finished with the mice, like, they've got fucked up brains, so you got to kill them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it seems fair. And then he's like, yeah, I remember the first time that I did it, I um, I was, like, crying. You oh, put it really? in the gas chamber and I was crying. I was like, I think that's fair enough. I mean, you're killing something. I'm not surprised. I certainly don't take away from you as a person. If anything, I'm like impressed that you said it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you, you know, you cried. I'm like, okay, great. And he's like, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. You know, what do you think about all that? Like, you know, killing all these mice to try to cure MS. Yeah. I was like, uh, I mean, how many mice do you have to kill to get it? And he's like, yeah, that's the point. We don't know. And I was like, no, honestly, I, I don't really... It doesn't bother me that we kill a whole bunch of mice. We're going to cure this thing. Fair enough. It, it, and um, he's like, how can you say that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't really have a massive opinion on it. It's something yeah. I don't really haven't thought about a whole lot. Yeah. But if we're breeding them for it... Yeah, they wouldn't have been alive anyway. <laughs> exactly. They should, have, they, should, they should be thanking us. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, what about the suffering? And I was like, well, I don't know yeah. about the suffering. I mean, yeah. look... Once again, people, you you gotta you gotta. <laughs> Actually, now that you tell this story, I'm borderline taking this guy's side. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, let's get whose side. Well, I, sides. There are no sides. I have no, no opinion. Sides. I have no opinion on it. You're asking for my opinion. I'm giving you a reaction. So yeah. I um, Dwayne is up. Okay, and then after a while, it was like, yeah, suffering, all that jazz, and I sort of didn't really care too much. Not because I don't care about the suffering of animals. It's but kind of funny. It's like, late and it's also like, yeah. uh, you sort of missed the point of the podcast. We don't yeah. really have proper opinions on things. Yeah. So then he said, so what's, you know, what's your bit on culling going to be? Uh, honestly, I think we should kill all the <laughs> killer whales. All the orcas. <laughs> Before they get us. Before the preemptive strike. And he's like, Genius. what? And I'm like, I mean, sharks, yeah, I guess, but that's just the short term. Like, m- maybe they'll take, take a chomp out of someone. Yep. But the real issue is yeah. if these orcas who are already fishing in rock pools... Yeah, yeah, because you've been watching the, that David Attenborough. You know hit how the beaches. they get What if they yeah. get the beaches? Then they'll yeah. start taking kids. And then after that, <laughs> like, uh, when's it going to stop? 
And then I'll, he's like, what? How could you say that? And I'm like, and have you read Animal Farm? <laughs> you were an idiot. And he's like, what? He just didn't get it. And he's like, I know you're trying to prove a point about like why we shouldn't cull sharks. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying we shouldn't cull sharks. <laughs> Dude, I'm just he's saying. kind of thinking that you're being satirical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not even. And then it's just like, it's almost like I'm too satirical at this point. Like, you sh- like no one should understand my satire. Like, just in too deep. And then I was sort of explaining to him that, yeah, we should, anyway, all the smart animals we should kill. Yep. And um, then he's like, that's ridiculous. You have a responsibility not to broadcast that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I am doubtful people are going to feel a call to arms against the orcas. If you're listening to this right now, I swear to God, go down to your local beach and just start just hoiking rocks in. One of them's going to hit eventually. Oh, gee. This guy, this is definitely the first time this guy's met you as well. Exactly. If he thinks that you, the word responsibility is going to mean <laughs> anything to you. And, like, there was someone else with me as well, and um, he's like, no, nah, you actually, he, like, he doesn't care if people listen to his show. Like, it's like, yeah. And this is when I realized, yeah, this is why it is good to not really be doing a podcast for listeners. Yeah. Because, in a sense, it didn't affect me. It didn't bum me out. Yeah. That he's like, I'm not going to listen. Mm. And I also enjoyed the fact that people around me identified, like, dude, give up. <laughs> Michael, I'm going to change the podcast for you. Yeah. You don't like doesn't. it, don't listen, pal. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so that's the thing. He hates it. He's not going to listen. That's funny. Good. It's just, that's, it's just funny that, like, you just kind of almost win any argument by not caring. It's just a horrible, <laughs> like, nihilistic worldview. Like, have you heard people say, like, the... The person who has the most power in a relationship is the one who cares less. Yeah. So I, like, I think it makes sense. Me, not caring just frustrates people that do. It grinds their gears. It well, boils their blood. Because, I mean, well, and that, and the one other person is always working to hold the other person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, so if someone like, oh, I, I really need this friendship, and the other person's like, well, honestly, I have 50 other friends. I don't really care whether you're <laughs> tough or not. Like, yes. that person always has more power. Mm. I don't know. So... I don't know. I should start bringing a list of things to talk about. Ah, oh, that'd ruin it. You say it would ruin it. I don't think it would ruin it. That is what it is. It is what it is. It doesn't matter. If you want to do it, you do it. Yeah, that's it. I do like this guy. When if he's you're like, holding yourself back because of what yeah. you think the podcast is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be anything. It's not supposed to be anything. That's the whole point. I like what this guy said. Is like, because like the counter argument goes, the back and forth goes, like we're killing these mice. And it's like, oh, well, they wouldn't have been alive anyway. Mm. And so then it becomes like a show. If you want to look it up, just go like, Google Schopenhauer, antinatalist. Mm. It's like, is it better to never be born? Because it's like the the amount of suffering that is in life is just just always outweighs, always outweighs like any pleasure you can derive from life. Yeah. Aside from the fact that like technically you can't consent to living, so like you're forcing a choice onto someone who doesn't want that choice. Yeah. So like the Schopenhauer quote is, uh, the suffering of the devoured is always greater than the pleasure of the devourer. Like when you watch a nature documentary and you see a lion like chomping away on a live gazelle mm. and you're like, oh, that's horrible. And you know, that's like horrible for the deer. The deer's life is ended. And it's mm. like, the lion doesn't just have to do that once. And the lion does that every like three days. Well, you're about to say, oh, technically lions eat every once every six months. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The fact is it, it's done it once and you can sure as hell be... Yeah, it just has, to, it it just it has to keep doing it. It's just like... And it will keep doing this it. This chain of animals just have to keep suffering. So, I don't know. When people are like, yeah. The thing is, like when he You said, look at that and tell me there's a God. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we breed cows and stuff to eat. Like, yeah, we exactly breed them right. to essentially kill them. He's like, oh, suffering and stuff. And I'm like, have you seen like a, a cattle? Like, a, what do you call them? Like a feedlot. A feedlot. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, but, I don't know, but, but also it's, it's like, it's it's almost like people like, thrusting their own morality onto it. It's like, oh, the animals are living in like filthy conditions. It's like, honestly, do you think the cow looks around and says like, my God, I can't self-actualize here. Like, like I can't gross. achieve my goals. My hooves are dirty. Exactly. The cow just literally eats and it's just like, oh, this is pleasurable and just does that forever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's why, that's why animals, I don't think animals have rights. Animals, animals have, animal welfare exists. Animal rights does not. Mm. because like they can't make any informed choice if I like if I'm like oh my dog has a right to fe- freedom he has a right to make the choice whether he lives with me or not mm. like because rights that we apply to people right like you you can make an informed choice even if it's worse for you yeah. it's like hey you're allowed to smoke because hey like you know all the stuff if like I leave my gate open and be like dog what do you want my dog's just gonna run away <laughs> and then in about 15 minutes it's gonna regret that and it's just gonna be shit scared yeah and it's the rest of it's life is just gonna be quite bad 
Yeah. Until it's eventually put down at the pound. So I don't really be like, yeah, open the paddock, let the cows run free. I think what frightens a lot of people is like, yeah, I opened the paddock gates and guess what? The cows just came back and started eating at the feedlot. They just stayed there. Again, it's a Truman show. It's just like... Also, with, cow- with cows as well, what more do they do? Like, what would a wild cow do if not eat? Yeah. Like, all they do is eat. Like, they're big animals. They pretty much have yeah. to eat 80% of the day. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Might as well eat in this little lot we've got for you. <laughs> Like the Truman Show quote is, is like he's like to the person like criticizing the Truman Show the creator of the show is just like I think what frightens you most is how happy he is here and that he just accepts the reality yeah. that's presented to him that he doesn't want to leave because then people are like oh shit yeah maybe that's right maybe my struggle's all for nothing mm. I think we've talked about it before it's just like pff, uh, like are we moving towards a state like what if we move towards a state of just like total pleasure like already what if in like 50 years like someone was like yeah, you can just live your entire life in constant euphoria. It's like we can we can hook you up to heroin, but with like none of the downsides. You will just always feel good. Well, it's like those mice or something that have the electrodes on their <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, talking about this. This again, it's like once once I don't know enough details about the experiment, it almost just functions as a thought <laughs> experiment. And I mean, isn't that the most pure science of all? Einstein says yes. So if you disagree, you hate Einstein. And you know what? He was Jewish. So that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> Did we even mention that mouse thing? Yeah, the, no, we haven't. We, oh, haven't. we spoke about it. We spoke about it in real I'm life. I'm going to say it as well. Not even you, like the man at the least facts. So they you hooked sure? up. Yeah. All right, go for it. <laughs> so they hooked up some mice. Um, the best. <laughs> mice are the best to hook up to electrodes as well. Yeah, they love it. They love it. <laughs> we breed them to love it. Like we can breed these things into them. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, good point. Um, and it hooked them up to electrodes that would affect the same area that cocaine did or something. Yeah, it's just, it's just like pleasure. It's just exactly. Like, oh, it's just pure feels pleasure. Good. And there was a little button that they could press to... Just to stimulate that pressure. area. Yeah, and like, they yeah, essentially just went... <laughs> just went absolutely ham on the button until they died. Like, so you're just slamming on the table here. Yeah. Just going... No, 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 no. Just like, just tapping on it. Just being like, yeah, you want to get some food? No, honestly, I'm pretty happy just smashing this button. And they died. I'm happy with it. Fuck, honestly, chasing insanity. It's coming back to that. Well, because it's like, there's kind of a difference between reinforcing behavior. Is it reinforcing behavior? Whatever they call it. Reinforcing something. Yeah, let's call it reinforcing behavior. And pleasure. Yeah. Like, I guess the closest analog, if you were to do it with people, it's like, oh, did it feel good when you were pressing the button? It's like, no, it felt like something good was about to happen. Mm. Like, I just couldn't stop. Sometimes when you're eating, if you're eating really quickly... Like, say you've been it's really, awesome. really hungry. That's a thing. No, no, it's, it's like, it's almost not even, like, you're kind of not quite enjoying it, but you just can't stop eating. Like, yeah, so you've been really hungry, you come home with some food that you're just absolutely inhaling it. Yeah. You're like... Your jaw's hurting. Yeah, it's like, it actually doesn't feel good, but it feels like it's about to feel good. Yeah. I guess, I think, I, uh, it's a bit uncouth, but let's just go there anyway. In the example I used, I was like, oh, it's kind of like... Like, um, when you're, like, close to orgasm. It's yeah. just, like, that last little, like, bit before it, it's like, ah, oh, it actually doesn't just feel good, but it's like, I just have no... I just I just cannot stop at this point. <laughs> yeah. That's just what the mice are Autopilot. Just, yeah, they're just smashing that It's button. that primal, like, back part of your brain, I guess. Like, got no control, I'm just doing it. Yeah, I mean, I got a neuroscience degree, and I couldn't tell you what part of the brain it is. I mean, it's, it's somewhere. Right, yeah, I certainly haven't got a neuroscience degree. The front, it's the, the back, front, it's the middle. What is it? The front sort of the more conscious sort of thing, reasoning. The back is just Honestly, primal. The fact that I don't know really just this is the strongest. It wouldn't surprise this you. This is the strongest argument. Have, you know, two fronts and a couple of backs. <laughs> like, just, fuck. Have you seen how big they are? They got Shut up! I'm trying to make a point. This is the strongest argument against uh, against universities. Like we can like half an hour ago, we're talking about uh, universities aren't benefiting students. So the fact that I've got a neuroscience degree and I couldn't tell you, that's all. The, that's all you need to know. <laughs> University's failed me. Uh, maybe you just failed university. Man, maybe you've got a point. Honestly, I have no opinion. But you have a piece of paper, so you didn't fail. You got there. <laughs> yeah, that's an indictment on the system, isn't it? On that note, I think it's been, what, about an hour and a couple of minutes? Yeah, it seems to be a sweet spot for us. Last I'm time we tried it's, to push it It's that Hemingway moment you keep talking about. Yeah, yeah. Explain it to the people. Have we talked about it before? Or not? I'm actually not even sure. I... It's in it's in a movable f- feast when yeah. Heming- Hemingway's reflecting on his youth spent in Paris I mean we say it a lot but it is actually the best yeah because he wrote it towards the end of his life when he was like 50 and it still has even though it's like sort of you know in that memoir style it still has such a sense of immediacy mm. it's great um, and he's like talking about how every like when he would write 
you get up in the morning, like sit at the desk, crank out some work, and just when he's like, yeah, I'm real, I'm really hitting my straps now, I'm in the zone, then he just stop, so that he knew that he could pick it up tomorrow. Mm, Again, it's kind of like not burning out. I love it. So I think on that note, we're not going to burn out. We're happy. We honestly feel like we're going to talking. <laughs> You're a little bit worried that this is going to be the last one as well. I'm going to make sure it's like, I think Alex actually doesn't care about the podcast. Yeah. I'm going to make, like he's in a position of <laughs> yeah, power exactly here. exactly right. I'm it's a relationship. So, it's, a, um, it's a thousand and one nights. No, what's it called? You know, Arabian nights where she just keeps telling the story. There's a cliffhanger every time. <laughs> you know that fable? Again, it's just what like... What are you talking about? So, you know, Arabian nights? No. Like... Alright, so it's like the original story within a story. So this princess gets, you know, someone gets captured, and they're gonna they're gonna kill her. And it's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna be killed tonight, but you, you've got one night. And so she tells this really great story to this sultan or whatever, and leaves it on a cliffhanger night. Mm. And then he's like, oh, I can't kill it tonight because I want to hear the end of this story. Yeah. And then the same thing happens the next night, and on and on and on. I'm telling you, the collection of stories is called like Arabian Nights or whatever. And it's like, ah, oh, and these are the stories that she told. It's just a classic, like when we're like, there's only like four or five ideas. It's like, it's a here's dead, one. Look it's a it. damn good one. You can't, you can't criticize this podcast for being unoriginal because everything's unoriginal. Mm. If you disagree, read some damn literature, you brainlet. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening. And um, Let's edit out that part where I said orgasm. I feel real weird saying that word. I'm going to boost it. I'm going to enhance it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Put a little bit of reverb on it. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. See you guys. See you later.